The Outlet. The talk of Central Otago. Welcome to The Outlet. I'm your host, Brent Harbour. Now, this is the first edition of The Outlet, a podcast for Central Otago discussing local news, sport, events and more. Coming up today, I'll be chatting with Central Otago Mayor Tim Cadogan. He has some advice on being prepared in an emergency. Plus, we're going to talk about a couple of projects he's really excited about. With the recent terrible events of flooding across the North Island, it's a good time to review your insurances and to guide us through that process, I'm going to be catching up with DeWald from CNR Insurance. There's a Cyclone Cabriel fundraiser on its Scott Bay cellar door. Bridget will tell us more about that. Plus, Blaze and Sarah are starring in a fantastic play called Wonderful. It's on today and tomorrow at Bannockburn Hall. We're going to talk about the play and what it's like acting on stage when you're husband and wife. But first up with local news, it's journalist Anna Robb from the Central App. The Outlet, local news. Hi Anna. Sure, Brent. Now first up, the Central Otago Children's Theatre have some local tamariki on stage this weekend. Yeah, we've got 21 local children, all between 8 and 12. They've been rehearsing for weeks and weeks. They're doing a play called Horace and the Magic Wands. They've got professional makeup, costumes, lighting. Their first performance is tonight at 7 so you might still be able to grab a ticket on the door if you're lucky. That's great. Just make sure you search for it in the What's On button on your central app. And Anna, the bike park is pumped to host a couple of huge events. Yeah, Martangi Station Mountain Bike Park's got it all going on. The trails there have been described as the best in the country. There's gnarly rock drops and technical terrain. Events-wise, first up, they've got Crankworks. The five-stage enduro is kicking off on February the 28th. Hot on the heels of that is this Prospector. It's coming to town with the final day of racing at Martingi on March the 10th. Big names are going to be there, pro riders and lots of local personalities. And on the theme of bikes, there's a great charity initiative that started in a shed. Yeah, Foggy is um, a local cyclist and he's doing awesome mahi in our community. He told me about one of his fix-up jobs. He's used um, parts, broken bikes and a lot of know-how. Created a trike, an adaptive trike for a local kid in need. He's just getting his charity organisation Upcycle started. So if anyone wants to contact him if they've got a bike to donate, he's going to keep making a difference for those who are less fortunate. Thanks, Anna. And if you want to drop an email to Foggy, the email address is upcycles at outlook.co.nz. And that is the latest local news from the Central app, your first choice for local news and information in Central Otago. Make sure you download the Central app and turn on your notifications. You're listening to The Outlet. I really like the interviews. I like that it's easy to listen to while I'm at the gym. I like that it's local and all about this community. The Outlet, the talk of Central Otago. This weekend sees the beginning of the 30th annual Goldfields Cavalcade. Now you're welcome to join in the fun at Miller's Flat Sports Ground to welcome in the spectacle of 400 horses and wagons arriving after a week on the trail. There'll be stalls, local entertainment, fun activities and a licensed bar. Tickets are $5 per adult, primary school children are free and there's a handful of tickets for the evening hoedown left and you can get all the details by clicking on the Things to Do button and going into What's On on your central app. Now, Tim Cadogan was re-elected mayor for the third time in 2022, and he's got some tips on preparing for an emergency. Plus, we have a chat about a couple of projects he's really excited about. 
Hi, Tim. How are you? I'm very good, Brent, on another beautiful central Otago day, although, by crikey, we could do with some rain. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're sort of heading towards drought conditions, aren't you? Yeah, I was out the well, at Maniatoto and Tibet Valley shows um, last week, and certainly in the Maniatoto farmers were starting to say, this is this is a proper dry. You know, they, they weren't using the word drought, but they were saying mostly, you know, this very dry, proper dry, starting to get just a little bit uh, difficult. Yeah. The thing is, too, you did your blog for the Central app about being prepared. And, you know, as we've seen with Syria and Turkey and what's been happening with Cyclone Gabrielle as well, it's just so important to get those messages out there again, isn't it? It really is. And for people in their homes, it's really important to have the conversations again, particularly if you've got children, particularly if you've got elderly relatives living nearby. Because if there's one thing Gabrielle's shown us, and I've just got off the phone to a North Island mayor now, it's that communication. You know, we've still got a couple of thousand people unaccounted for um, at this stage. And most of that is simply down to people not being able to communicate or not having that plan. And so knowing where you need to go, knowing what's expected of you. Around here, you know, you're thinking earthquakes. So if you're at work and your wife's at work or your partner or whatever and your children are at school and an earthquake hits, what's the plan? Where are you going to meet them? If it's the middle of the night um, and the sirens go off, uh, you know, we talked about the dryness. What happens if there's a fire and you're going to get out of your house in a hurry? What do you take with you? Do you know what you take with you? You bloody well take nothing with you. <laughs> you get the hell out, you know. But um, those are the things and, it, and it's thinking in advance because when the panic kicks in and we're all humans, you know, you might think you're not going to panic, but when the sirens are going off, when the ground's shaking or whatever, you're going to to an extent. So having a plan in place beforehand and having the plan to be ready, you know, have, have drinking water ready. We've mostly got enough food in our cupboards to get by for a surprising amount of time. But, you know, do people think I need to start eating the food in the freezer, not the food in the in the fridge? You know, those kind of things. You just want to be just ticking away in your mind. Yeah, it's so important. I mean, and, and we've seen how civil defence shelters, like for communications, I know that the one in Walkworth, north of Auckland, the Civil Defence Shelter, you're allowed to go down there, charge your phone up and use 15 minutes on their emergency Wi-Fi to contact people because one of the big things that you never realise how much you rely on your communication and your phone when the towers go down. And, you know, you can't get in touch with anybody, you can't find information, and that's why it's so important having those batteries and, you know, a transistor radio, old school, so you can get some information because you simply can't get it on the internet. Yeah, and don't forget your car radio. You've got a big battery in your car, and you've generally got a radio in your car, and a lot of people do forget that. The other one, and this isn't the official word because um, I've mentioned it a few times and it never caught on, but if you if an event happens, get on your phone, change your voicemail message to say, I am safe and I am heading to such and such because when the towers get overloaded or if the batteries in the towers run out, that message will remain. So all those people ringing trying to get hold of you will actually know, okay, that's the latest update, so... It's not one that's promulgated by the powers that be, but I think it's quite clever. That is very good advice. Well done. Well, being into your third term as mayor is good because there's a whole lot of things that you would have started that you're starting to see come to fruition. What are a couple of things that you may be working on that you've worked on that you're quite excited about? Um, two, um, yeah, easily come to mind. One is the, um, the wastewater scheme in Clyde. So that... Um, quietly came online just towards the end of last year and that Clyde 
was one of the biggest towns in New Zealand on septic tanks and an environmental problem and a problem for growth. So whilst we haven't got the whole town off septic tanks yet, we've got the old part of town and the heavy use part of town um, off septic tanks. And it's also allowing land to be developed around Clyde to um, alleviate some of the land shortage we've got. So very excited about that. And then come May, so May the 18th at the moment's in my diary, to turn the tap on the Lake Dunstan water supply, which will bring um, water fully compliant with the drinking water standards to Clyde and Alexandra. So Alexandra, where I'm sitting now, has had high lime content water for as long or forever, basically. And um, that's causing hot water cylinders to, uh, to, to fry and so forth. I've actually had one electrician tell me quite genuinely he's gonna retire when we, when we turn the tap because he's gonna run out of work. Um, but it's been a huge project. But both of these are in the sort of 10 plus million um, dollar projects. And so they're very, very exciting to, to have them operating now or in terms of the water very soon. Well, Tim, thank you so much for having a chat with me. And uh, I'm sure we'll catch up again soon. Look, I'd very much enjoy that, Brent. Thanks very much to you and to the Central App for you know uh, just giving another method for local government to communicate. Um, it's not easy to have people um, engage sometimes. So this is another great opportunity. Really, thank you for it. Local news, sport and information. The Outlet. This is The Outlet, the voice of Central. Now, there's a Cyclone Gabrielle relief event tonight at the Scott Bay Cellar Door. From the Fruit Bowl of the South to the Fruit Bowl of the North, they're doing some fundraising. And to tell me more about the event is Bridget. This is a wonderful fundraiser you're doing. Tell me how it all came about. Well, pretty much in that real typical small town way, someone spoke to someone who spoke to someone and all of a sudden we're running a major fundraiser and filling a truck to go to the North Island. But yeah, just um, got a call from Nathan from Main Freight who said, hey, look, um, we've got a guy on the ground in Wairua. They've got um, massive impact in their Main Freight depots up there who literally put the call out for goods. And he said, I've got a truck I'm willing to take. So kind of mulled on that, um, then started hearing very much the, the message that they don't want goods, they want money. So I spoke to my trusty friends from the Cromwell Promotions Group and said, what can we do to help? Um, you know, should we should we fill the truck? Should we fill the banks? And they're like, let's do both. So um, we decided to run a fundraising event up at Scott Base tonight um, and we're going to try and get as much money and raffles and um, charity auctions and ticket prices at the same time we are going to try and fill the truck but we're lucky main freight have said they will keep the truck here until they've got the red light or the green light to send it up there so it might sit here for a couple of months we're not sure but we thought let's strike while the iron's hot People want to do something, they feel compelled to do something, so this way they can either donate goods or they can come and donate their money. Oh, that is really good. Now, what can we expect at the event tonight? Because you've got live music and all sorts of things happening, haven't you? Yeah, we're a little bit excited, actually. We've got old uh, local entertainer Paddy Sugru and his bass guitarist coming from Luggett, and I personally haven't seen them perform, but anyone I've talked to have just said, true performer, absolute legend he'll keep the crowd going which is really cool but for a little bit of a treat we've got the Vanuatu and boys they sing beautifully and they get their musical instruments that they've made and perform so it's it's quite fitting you know we're we're in 
preparing for harvest on the vineyard at the moment and they're all out there doing that and we know that there's been um, heaps of RSE workers affected up north too. And you've got some items you're going to auction as well. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. So we have, we've got a Fiordland jet boat ride actually, which is pretty cool. We've got anything from Bannockburn House have donated a night, yeah, accommodation in Brighton. There's the Cadrona Distillery are going to um, provide some goodies to raffle away. Real Journeys have put up a return trip to Stewart Island, which is pretty cool. There's heaps and we're just so lucky. I think people just feel they want to be able to help. Webb's Fruit are donating $150 worth of fruit. There's massages, there's bungee jumps. Yeah, there's definitely something for everyone that wants to get something. There's quite a few people that have been involved. So do you want to do a big shout out to people who sort of uh, sponsored you for this? Yeah, I totally do. So we were pretty lucky straight away. I was like, right, how do we make sure that the ticket price goes all the way to the Relief Trust? But we also wanted to lure the people here and give away a, a glass of bubbles. So um, Alan Scott Family Wines and and we will also donate the bubbles so that when everyone comes, the bubbles that they are receiving as part of their ticket price has been donated. So that was pretty awesome. They didn't even hesitate. They're going to throw in, Alan Scott going to throw in some magnums as well to um, to give away. Um, we've also got the Cromwell Promotions Group. And while it's not normally their, um, their thing in terms of promotion, they've just got the skills and expertise and men on the ground. So we're really lucky to have had... Um, their skill set with creating the flyers and the Facebook posts and um, doing all of that and sponsoring it. So we're pretty lucky that the promotions group got in behind us there. Um, Main Freight, obviously, who are going to not only fill the truck, send it up there, but they're actually going to store it for a while. So that's going to be a bit of a logistics for them. And of course, Paper Plus, who are right on board as well. So they are a drop-off centre as well for, for this. And they've been, you know, plastering their window with all, all the information and sending out um, advertising. I mean, if you kind of understand, we decided to do this on Saturday. So we've sort of had to really have men on the ground and mainly social media. So I know some people might be a bit frustrated. They might not have known about it, but we've we've done our best in six days. You've done a fantastic job in a quick amount of time, and I'm sure it's going to be a massive success at Scott Bay Salador. Bridget, thank you so much for doing this fundraiser. Awesome. Thank you for your time. And you can find out more by clicking on the Things to Do button on your central app and then looking in what's on. Now, with the devastation left after Cyclone Gabrielle and the estimate of billions to rebuild, it's probably a good time to review our insurances. And to give us some advice on that process is DeWald from CNR Insurance Brokers. Now, I'm probably like most people, you know, I have my payments set up every month and the money goes out and I never sit back and review what I've got things insured for. So people really need to think about their cover, don't they? Yeah, they do. I mean, I think... Uh People have to understand what they're insured for and what they're not insured for and, and probably take a bit of time just to read their policy wordings and um, always ask advice on that, you know, either through their direct insurer or through their broker and just ask the questions, um, you know, that is relevant to them. And now's a good time to do that because you can have practical examples of saying, what do I do in this case and what do I do in that case? And, and then just really understand um, or in scenario, just really understand what, that is, what what they are covered for. Well, my brother's fence 
has got knocked down on the other side. So he had a little bit of flooding, didn't do too much damage, but the fence got knocked down and I was chatting to him the other day and he's going, oh, look, I don't know um, whether I'll just call my insurance company, maybe I'll just fix it myself. But it really is important because I said to him, you know, this is what you have insurance for. It is important to talk to your insurance company, right? That's right, very true. And, and again, um, you know, just around, around fencing, for instance, if you don't know what that fencing limits are or what the fencing cover, your lifestyle block, there's certain limitations in certain policies. So it's, it's good to ask advice on that because fencing could be seen as either part of a property of your lifestyle block and there's a certain distance away from it. It will not be covered onto your dwelling. It needs to be under a specific policy for it. So it's good to find that out. But absolutely, if you've got the cover, that's what, that's what the insurance companies are there for. So do Kiwis have adequate cover on their insurance? Um, it's, it's, there's some numbers being thrown around at the moment, we, we, um, and it's been in the media uh, as well. We, um, they reckon that 70% of Kiwis are underinsured. Um, so um, I, I put it down to people. Um, one big reason is obviously a large portion of people that's domestically insured is through direct insurers. So. Um, questions when they put the policy in place isn't always asked. Um, again, even if they get their renewal emails, how many people read their renewal emails to say, listen, please review your, your, your substance short. That's not to sell you more cover, that's to make sure that you are able to be put, put, put in the same position than what you were before the loss. You know, so yeah, I mean, content's a typical example. I mean, how many people's got content insurance that's 20K? If you lose everything, 20K is not gonna buy you much. You know, um, you know. So, yeah, people just got to really think about what that is, um, and yeah, and just affordability then comes into play. I think for a lot of people, say, well, I don't, don't want to increase my sum insured or or that because it's cost me more money, but rather play use your excesses to play with your premium and make sure that you're insured for the right amount of money for the big losses. When you were trying to value what you have, are there some tools that you can use to do that? Yeah, absolutely. There's some online tools that you could use. Um, Cordell is a very good one that's driven in the background through CoreLogic, which has got a, the largest database of um, of properties um, in the country. And you can just use that, put your address in, and then it spits out your address and the details that they've got. And you can then change your heating and um, and all that to make it applicable. And, know, and because they wouldn't know if you've made any additions to the property or anything like that necessarily. So you can change that and that will then spit out a replacement value with your demolition cost, with professional fees estimates to give you an indication what the um, replacement value of your property would be. Important to note, it's going to give you the amount including GST and amount excluding GST. You always ensure for the amount in um, excluding GST because when you get paid out, you get paid out the GST but you're not, you don't insure the, the, the tax portion of your property. And then obviously the other thing, commercial buildings as valuers, to use valuers, professional people to come and have a look at the building and then give you a proper indication of what the replacement value of that building would be. Now you're at CNR Insurance Brokers, so if people want to have a chat to you about this, if they've started thinking about it, what's the best way to get in touch with you, DeWald? Well, there's, there's, there's two ways. Um, the one way is just to flick us an email at broker at crbroker.co.nz, or the other way, old-fashioned way to speak to a person, a real person, is just to call us on our phone numbers, which is 0800 887 um, and there will be a, a qualified level five qualified person on the other side of the phone line that will that will answer your questions or direct you and, and with one of the team if they need to ask questions. The Outlet.
the talk of Central Otago. The outlet, Job Sport. Fresh Choice Cromwell is looking for a passionate butcher to provide the best meat offering possible for their customers. South Roads is looking for candidates with drain laying, pipe laying, trenching and drainage experience to join their team in the Central Lakes area. New World Cromwell has a vacancy for a full-time baker with National Certificate in Baking Level 3 or 4 and bar staff and a duty manager are required at Montes Brewing Co. Alexandra. You can find out more about these jobs and plenty more by clicking the Jobs button in your central app. Local news, sport and information. The Outlet. There's a fantastic play on tonight and tomorrow night at the Coronation Hall Bannockburn from 7.30pm. It's called Wonderful. It's been described as diabolical cleverness and a cracking conversational duel. And the two stars of the play join me now, Blaze and Sarah. Thank you for chatting today. Oh, it's our pleasure. Yeah, absolute pleasure to be here. <laughs> okay, Blaze, tell me a bit about Wonderful, a little bit about the writer and why you decided to do the play. Oh, it's been quite a long project over a couple of years. Um, we were doing a show called Two by Jim Cartwright, and we were performing that at uh, Dunedin Fringe. Uh, and Richard Huber, who's um, uh, who, who you know, who came and saw the saw the play. And said, "Oh, I've got an idea for a play. Uh, are you interested? I haven't written it yet, um, but I've got a vague idea." <laughs> and uh, and that's how how um, we said, "Yeah, that sounds absolutely fantastic." So uh, ended up as a play called "Wonderful," um, about set in the nineteen twenties with the uh, Lady Hermione and her butler Roberts. It's really kind of interesting because it's very, very witty. It's very sort of Noel Cowdesk. There's lots of really witty one-liners, references to Jane Austen, um, Notting Hill, all sorts of different shows, uh, films and and literature. Uh, there was even um, Anna Karenina comes in there somewhere. <laughs> but it's also, it's also very moving. So it starts off going, oh, this is nuts. And then it, it it sort of becomes very moving towards the end. I've seen some okay. of the reviews and people are saying about the you know the pop culture references. They go, I'm gonna have to go back again and, and try to get them out of the whole play, right? Yeah, that's right. And it, it shifts along. There's a lot of witty banter, and of course, you know they've got a they've got quite a backstory. They've grown up together, but they're you know socially they they, they can't they can't be together with him being from a from a different class to her. Uh, and they're basically things come to a head, and they're locked in this room together uh, with just the two of them, and it sort of tells the story of of, of the memories that they go through and and the uh, process that they go through during the play. I love it how it's been described as a as diabolical cleverness and a cracking conversational duel. Crikey! Definitely, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> we got some real tongue twisters in there. <laughs> now. Because you're married, how does that work when you're on stage together? Do you think it helps or does it put on far too much pressure? <laughs> I think I'll let you answer that question. So. <laughs> well, it, it's interesting. It's interesting. It, because we did two beforehand, which was based on a, a married couple in conflict running um, a bar. And we had to, and, and all the people that came into the bar and very different relationships with um, an, a family abuse, domestic abuse situation. Um, a, a child loss of their child situation, things like that. So we had to learn 
that what happens on stage stays on stage and it's dealing with that moment. What happens outside of that is different. Yeah, it, it, it is interesting, but it, it does make the connection very easy. It's very easy to look at each other with love in our eyes and, <laughs> and, and also with immense anger in our eyes. You know, you, it's very easy to have that connection. And that's something that people notice that that connection was very strong between us because we've, we've, we've worked on stage a lot together. Yeah, the worst yeah. thing would be go, those people had no chemistry. Probably <laughs> <laughs> scary, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, no, but you, you, you're doing fine. So Wonderful is on. If people want to get some tickets for Wonderful, is there uh, still some available? Uh, there are. Uh, we're pretty much we're sold out for the, the opening night on, on the fri- this Friday, but we have um, tickets uh, still available for the Saturday. So, um, yeah, people seem to be wanting to go out on the Friday night a little bit more so um yeah it's a it's a, it's a smaller venue so it's a we wanted to keep it to a maximum of 60 um in that space that sounds great and if you want to get your tickets for saturday night simply click on the what's on button in your central app the outlet from your central app now just before we wrap up the podcast we have to say a huge congratulations to Chantal Saunders well done, Chantal. You've won a family pass to see the dinosaurs in Cromwell. Now, the event is on this weekend in the Big Fruit Reserve. There are more than 30 dinosaurs, some who move and roar. And if you want some more details and to get tickets, check out the What's On section of your central app. Thanks for listening to the first episode of The Outlet. Now, The Outlet is produced and published by the central app and supported with funding from the New Zealand Public Interest Journalism Fund. The Outlet is available on the main page of your central app and wherever you get your podcasts.